For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! DJ Nation, what is up? What is happening? We are back. We are on to week 11 with what looks to be a very juicy slate right now. We'll see if it holds. Uh, Thursday night has been an absolute disaster with injuries on both sides of the ball. So that's been uh, terrible. Uh, But uh, that being said, we have a friend of the show. Hasn't been on all year, but, uh, you know, Maddie, we had to go to the bullpen. Maddie got, you know, uh, won a seat at the uh, King of the yeah, Beach. Maddie got called up to the big show. Is that yep. what we're going to say? Yep. <laughs> so he, they flew him down to Miami. DraftKings did. So we went to the bullpen and we brought in Debro from Fantasy Pros. So we're always excited to have Debro here. You know, haven't got to call him an idiot in a while. So had to yeah. had to break the streak. So, you know been too long if there's not one time you call me an idiot or three f-bombs that are dropped on the show i mean can we even call it a show kev yeah you're right you're right um, so <laughs> and exciting enough so we got this weekend slate and then we also have the uh thanksgiving slate next week oh we'll baby be, we'll be doing i'll be here i'll be here with ryan williams another friend of the show and maddie Let's will go. be back for that on tuesday night we'll record that and then that will be out on wednesday morning and then we also have the the, the, uh, the first time ever, the uh, Black Friday game that's going to be going on, too. That's going to be interesting. We'll show down on yep. that. So a lot of football over the next week. So kind of curious if they're going to make that. Um, if they're going to offer like, you know, the primetime kind of slate, like do Thanksgiving and then combine a Black Friday game with that. Curious if DK is going to do that. I hope they do. I, I could see him doing it, but I, I also wonder if are they going to make it like not where it's not really worth playing that slate. Yeah, not put like a big big GPP up top for it. We'll see. Yeah, because they're gonna want they're gonna want people to you play the showdown is what they're gonna oh, want. Yeah. So. yeah, blow blow their money on it uh, on Thanksgiving and stuff. That's oh Turkey Day slate, baby. I still remember uh, Legarrette Blunt and Chase Daniels and Tariq Cohen for all the money. It was, it was a good time to be alive. 
good time to be alive. I, you know, I'm not going to get too far. We'll talk about it next week. But the slate actually looks pretty good on, I mean, on paper. I, mean, I haven't actually even looked. Um, so you got Dallas and Commanders. Then you got Packers and oh shit, this looks good, dude. Ooh, that 49ers and Seahawks game is calling my name, baby. Yeah, mm. so it should be a good. One. We're gonna have a lot of different places to go, but we're not here to talk oh. about that. We're we, we are getting ahead of ourselves. So <laughs> let's. Let's let's dial it in and let's talk about this week's slate. So the pricing structure this week on DraftKings is going to be interesting. It's going to force you into some different builds because up top you have Josh Allen, who's the most expensive quarterback on the slate at 8,200, but then you have four more quarterbacks in the 7K range. Tua, 77. Just, uh, Justin Herbert, 76. We're followed by Dak and then C.J. Stroud entering the 7K range, which is where he should be. But we're also going to get Justin Fields back this week at 6,900. Mm-hmm. And then Jared Goff, Matt Stafford, Sam Howell, and Kyler Murray and Trevor Lawrence wrap up the 6K and above. So I think the big question is going to be, which way are you looking to – are you going to want to pay up this week at quarterback, or is there some uh, guys down low that you're okay with going with? I think it's a mix of both, Kev. Um, I mean, like right now, I kind of we talked to pre-show. I've got like six or seven quarterbacks in my core playlist. So, like, dude, it's um, – I don't want to say I'm all over the map, but there's so many good games in – just looking at the, the the composition of this slate, we talked about this. What four games with a total of forty six and a half or higher, um, or is it three? Well, I, either way, that's more bountiful than we have had in a slate in a long time, my friend. Where we've had all these like games where it's like we're cherry picking one offs because every total is like freaking forty. So looking at this, there's so many games that I think that you can get different and. You overstack, you game stack, and, and you play that, okay, if any of these other games failed, is that the game of the week? So, um, I mean, just looking at the quarterbacks, man, I mean, like, I, I, I've i got interest in all the guys out of these high total games. So, like, Stroud and Kyler are in the list. Brock Purdy is up there. Um, both sides of the uh, Lions and Bears. I think if, if I'm going to whittle this down, man, um, my my top three or four quarterbacks. Um, I think the first guy that comes to mind right now is Justin Fields, just with his combination of passing and his rushing. And if he's fully back, he's projecting right now for sub five percent. Whereas all the rest of these quarterbacks, like yeah, quarterback roster percentage is kind of flat, but you're looking at um, every one of the other quarterbacks is in the five to 10. Some of them are Kyler's up there between 10 and 15. So is Brock Purdy this week. Justin Fields probably stands out head head and shoulders as my favorite GPP quarterback of the week. Um, just because I love the game environment. It's really easy because you know, and one thing I've been trying to hone in on, uh, Kev, and I, I'm curious your thoughts on it, man, is getting these quarterbacks that are in pass funnel situations like where the team is not going to be able to run the ball so they're gonna have to freaking chuck it and so Brock Purdy stands out in that uh respect Justin Fields stands out in that respect because we know you cannot run versus the freaking Lions his stacking partners are so freaking clear um but if I'm gonna bring up probably like my, my second favorite guy outside of Justin Fields um Shit, dude, it's it's Dak Prescott. He's been playing at such a high, high level. It, it's been insane. I mean, he literally in the last four weeks, he's been QB1, QB2, QB3, QB1. 
He's not, he, I mean, he, what he's doing is freaking fantastic. And you and I and Maddie talked last week. Y'all know I was heavy on Dak Prescott. I was all in on CeeDee Lamb. And I think the funny narrative that always gets thrown out there, which allows you to game, to game the system with this is, okay, but what if Dallas blows him out? That's what happened last week. What if Dallas blows out the Panthers this week and they don't get there? Like, they got to score points to get there. Like For that to happen, they got to drop 30. So. I, I, I'm just going to keep on. I'm staying in the flames, man. It's Dak Prescott. My, probably my top three guys, Dak Prescott, Justin Fields. And then I'm picking either one of CJ Stroud or Kyler. Yeah. The only thing with this Panthers game, I will say with Dak is I think the matchup is the, the Panthers have actually been really good or decent against the past this year. He's decent. They're middle yeah. of the road. And so like it, it, I don't know if the spot is as good as we've seen, but I don't, I mean, but I mean, as, as I mean, the in, Giants weren't terrible. They weren't like basement level. They were middle of the road before Dak destroyed them. True, and I mean, obviously, Dak went absolutely nuclear. Like, like you had to have him to take anything down. But there's also some just really good spots that I just, yeah, I don't know if I'll end up getting to 700 Dak because I look at C.J. Stroud and I mean against Arizona. And, I mean, this game has the potential to uh, be a rocket ship. I mean, between yep. you know him and Kyler Murray and I. I was really surprised with how well Kyler Murray played. Dude, uh, he looked good. Like he the, looked he looked like he'd been playing all year. Like didn't it look like it was like there was nothing changed? He just he looked like Kyler. Yeah, and um the his his running ability was, is what really stood out to me because that was something that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't like mm-hmm. I thought he would be running a little bit, but I mean he was out there running all around. Um, cutting he didn't even wearing else. a brace. You saw yeah. that before the game, huh? He didn't even wear a brace. He's like, nah, I feel good, baby. Let's go. So that game has so much, I think so much potential. And so mm-hmm. like the CJ Stroud and then on the other side, Kyler Murray's only 6,100. So like those two really kind of stand out as, as a, as a game that I really want to target. Yeah. And then they the pass catchers there within that offense is, is easy to get to. It makes it for a much easier stack to be, to be able to stack up. And then, so I really do like that game. I definitely agree with you that whether it's golf, who's only 6,600 feels like he should be more expensive than that on this slate. Yeah, uh, and then, good. you know, Justin Fields, I'm a little nervous about Justin Fields, mainly because of him coming off the injury and stuff like that. But it's not like it's a hamstring injury or a soft tissue injury. They can re aggravate. It's a hand issue. So I, I, I think he's fine with that. But so I do really like that game as well as another spot. And then Brock Purdy, I mean, going up against Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay has been absolutely annihilated through the air uh, yep. in recent weeks. And so Brock, he is super cheap. The only, only frustrating thing with him is trying to really navigate the waters of who you stack him with. Uh, it feels like we'll get to it, different. but I think that's clear. I think it's very clear who you stack him with this week. So th- that would be a, a, a situation that you could look at for sure, though. He is, I think the cheaper option of and when it comes to pay downs that you could look to play. Because nobody in the like the really cheap range is somebody that I'm really all that excited about, right? Uh, I'm yeah, not playing. I'm not playing Bryce Young. I'm not. I'm playing. not playing Jordan freaking Love. I'm telling you that right now. I'm not. I'm not doing it. And then I'm not playing Will Levis either. Screw that. Mm-mm. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm probably not going to play Will Levis either. I had a, a small smattering of him last week, and uh, I'm happy it wasn't anything more than that. Same. I'm, same. I'm upset. So. Um, other than that, like I maybe Sam Howell, but like they don't feel. Like I was an gonna, offense. I was gonna bring up Sam Howell, like just watching the Cowboys destroy the Giants, and we know that 
that offense is going to be top five in passing rate and pace. That there is some Sam Howell interest for me. Um, because the other thing about it is like you don't have to get cute, you could just single him up with Terry McLaurin and not even run it back and just say, forget it, I'm moving on, you know. Yeah, it's just I I wonder if they they go that route, do they just run and play, you know, sure. that, that that type of offense? I don't know. Like that's the only thing there. Like, obviously, I think there's a big difference between I mean Sam Howell and, and Dak Prescott and what they what they do, but I mean, I, I think for the most part, I I think I'm going to try to live in the upper range, but it's tough because like I, the key, so like I've, I've made, I mess around with building some lineups and for mm-hmm. me this week so far, like I think the, the, I think construction once again is probably going to be, I'm okay with paying up a quarterback. And then I think I want to pay down a running back. Like paying down a running back has been the way to go. Uh, last yeah, week it was, it was a lot of Rashad white playing him once again, two weeks in a row. Uh, what was it? Was in a good spot. Well, Singletary Harris. got there. Both the Steelers guys got there. Like, I mean, you know, and and again, like you're talking about, Kev, we do have a lot of pay down uh, running backs that I think you can. One of them we'll get to. I don't want to tease this too damn much, but one of the pay down running backs that I love this freaking week is is currently projecting for sub five percent. So my fancy has been tickled, sir. Uh, the the other quarterback I did want to ask you about was mm-hmm. Tua uh, was Tua right? They, home matchup, yeah. Las Vegas. I I know the Raiders mm-hmm. have been better uh, recently, but yeah, Tua, but but they haven't played anybody. You know, that, that's it. That's it. They haven't played anybody. I I looked at the same damn thing when I was writing the primer up, and I was like, Good lord, their numbers are pretty good. And then I went and um pulled it pulled up the uh the names let me see if i can find this name list or unless you you've got a schedule in front of you already kev well i know last week they played the they they obviously they played the jets and honestly i mean they, they kind of made zach wilson look decent yeah. last week yeah they played jordan love mac jones tyson bajant tommy devito and zach wilson so if you want to know why the raiders uh pass defense stats look good <laughs> that's why that's why yeah and I, I think people at the price tag, I mean, maybe that if people don't get there, that I think it could be a call. massive mistake. No, that 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 is a very very good call. Um, I, I and and to your point, all of the pay up quarterbacks, Kev, like Prescott, Stroud, are both like somewhere t- five to ten percent. I think it's small field stuff. You're going to see maybe those guys get between twelve and fifteen. Um, but Tua is it two is gonna go unowned. Tua two is not gonna get played, man. If anybody's going up top, I promise you they ain't playing they they're not playing Tua. They're they will play Josh Allen before they play Tua. Which I'm not playing Josh Allen. No, I'm not I'm not playing Josh Allen. I'm not I'm almost full fading the Bills too, so just throw that out there. Yeah, I mean the, the Jets defense has been so uh has been yeah. very, very good this year. It really yep. uh putting the clamps. Yeah on these teams. So no, I don't, I don't have a ton of interest there. Um, I love the Tua call though, because he, he did stick out to me. And when we get to wide receivers, there's a guy out of that game I want to talk about. But um, I think, I think the Tua call is, is really damn sharp. I love that because we've seen the other thing about it is if you look at Tua's game logs, he's been so matchup specific, like so sensitive to matchups. It's like, if they could take Max Crosby out of it, who else are they going to get pressure with? Okay. And the Raiders are not that good of a defense. They're playing way above their heads. So I, I, I think out of everything, man, I, I love that to a call. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, against this defense. And 
Uh, I mean, Tyreek Hill. Uh, so this team, so I mean, if you look at it, the Raiders play zone coverage at the 12th highest rate in the league, and Tyreek yep. Hill has absolutely just annihilated zone coverage this year. Almost 1,000 receiving yards against zone uh, with Jeez. a 37% target share. That's insane, zone dude. That's insane. So I'm I'm perfectly okay with uh, – uh, with with getting to this game, I really love Tyree Kill, but so I do think Tua is going to be the guy who who gets squeezed and, get, and gets uh because I don't think anybody's going to I don't I don't think Josh Allen's going to carry much ownership either because because of this game against the Jets, right? Yeah. I think most people are going to come in and they're going to want to play Stroud, they're going to want to play golf, they're going to want to play Murray. I don't think people are going to get all the way up here to Tua, and so I just think that he is in an elite spot. He could very well be the uh the the Dak Prescott of this week, somebody that goes absolutely you know yep, we've that's seen good feeling. They're at home. Um, so, I mean, for the most part this year, I mean, he's been a guy that, that, that you can reliably count on to get you, you know, and he has a ceiling. He's at 32 week one against the Chargers. He had another 31-point game against the, the Broncos, which that was done by halftime. Like when, he, when he's hit his ceiling, he's hit, like, monster ceiling. It's not been, like, oh, 23 points. Like, two has hit, like, redonkulous type of ceilings. Yeah. So... Um, other than that, I, I think I really am going to try to stick with those games. And then, you know, like I said, Tua. But other than that, like, I don't think I really need to do a whole, lot of, whole hell of a lot other than that. Besides, you no. know, I do like Brock Purdy as well. But Like, I'm not uh, playing T-Law. I'm not playing Geno. I'm not I'm not going with those guys. Uh-uh. No. There's so, no reason anyways, to go there. Let's go ahead. Let's, then let's go ahead. And I think let's, let's go into the other positions. Let's jump over to running back. Uh, you have Christian McCaffrey still at $9,300. And then you have Eckler at eighty six hundred, ETN at seventy two, Barkley at seventy one, Gibbs at seven k, Mostert is sixty nine hundred, Jacobs is sixty eight hundred. The rest of the six k running backs are Kenneth Walker, Tony Pollard, uh, Devon Achan. We'll see if uh, he gets cleared. Uh, Montgomery, Brees Hall, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, James Cook, and then Rashad White finally enters the six k and above range uh, running backs, but. When I look at the these these top guys, one Austin Eckler obviously stands out as a monster play against the, against right. the Green Bay Packers. They yep. have been terrible against opposing running backs. I really do like J- Jameer Gibbs. So, but there's a caveat to that. Obviously, I do know that the the people have to understand here. I'm not playing David Montgomery at all. I have zero David Montgomery. No, because um, over the last four weeks, you look at the Bears. They're allowing a uh, only allowing 55.8 rushing yards per game and a 2.72 yards per carry average. But their 60.5% stuff rate is the best in the league over that span. Um, so, for and really where that you beat the Bears uh, with running backs is through the air. They've allowed the most receiving yards to running backs. I think they've also allowed five or six receiving touchdowns as well. Obviously, that's Jameer Gibbs' game. And so, Jameer Gibbs, I am fine with playing him at 7K. Yeah, I love the Gibbs call. Um, I love it. I love Gibbs and Eckler. Both those guys definitely stick out to me. Um, to be honest, man, like I think my running back pool is going to be very thin this week. Um, like right now, I've got the the most interest I've got on this slate is Austin Eckler, Jameer Gibbs, and then two other running backs I want to bring up here. Rashad White obviously needs to be in the discussion. The San Francisco 49ers run defense has not been elite. They have not been very good this year, to be honest. If you look at what the 49ers are have done over the last few weeks, it's been kind of crazy, man. Like they're giving up a ton of production to running backs. Um, I'm pulling it up right now. Since week six, they have allowed the highest explosive run rate. They're tied for the worst, and the third highest yards after contact per attempt, as well as having the 12th lowest stuff rate. 
And and the one thing I, I love with that is that people are going to look at the name of the San Francisco 49ers and they're going to say, oh, well, their run defense is really good. And in previous years, you'd be absolutely right. This year, no, definitely not the case. So Rashad White sticks out for me in a game that I really love. I've already bet the over in that game. I think that game is, is uh, a sneaky shootout. And the other guy that I'm going to bring up here, yes, I know people are going to be playing a ton of Devin Singletary. I'm not very much into Devin Singletary. I think that looking at Devin Singletary, we're chasing here, Kev. I feel like we're chasing. Everybody's like, oh, shit, I missed out on the Bengals game. Now I need to chase it. Oh, they're playing the Cardinals? But if you look at the Cardinals, since week five, they've allowed the eighth lowest missed tackles per attempt, then the 10th lowest yards of contact per attempt. So, like, they started out the year being a wretched run defense. They have not been that over the last few weeks. So, Devin Singletary, who's coming in right now as the most popular running back, and right now he's projected between 20 and 25%. I think he, in some a lot of contests, you could see that to get up to 30 or 35%. I am not that much into Devin Singletary, but um, I, I kind of teased this, uh, I think, before we went live, Kev. My favorite pivot of the whole damn slate, man. $100 less, Jerome Ford, baby. That game, nobody wants any part of that game. Oh, it's DTR. Oh, um, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Does nobody realize that you can run on the freaking Steelers? And Jerome Ford has been healthy. We have not only seen, we've seen ceiling games out of Jerome Ford where the Browns have said, you know what? Screw it. You, uh, you can run. We're going to give you 25 plus freaking touches. And so over the last two weeks, he's almost averaging 22 touches on the ground. You look uh, amongst 47 qualifying running backs. He's got the damn juice, dude. 15th in missed tackles force per attempt, six in yards after contact per attempt. So as far as a guy that we're talking about, he's projecting for sub 5%. He's the perfect pivot off of the most popular running back play of the slate. And, oh, look at that. The last five games, he faces a run defense that's given up the fifth highest yards per carry to gap runs. And why does that matter? It's because Jerome Ford, 53% of his runs have come on gap scheme plays. Jerome Ford's my favorite freaking running back play of this entire damn slate. I have to say, I completely agree. Uh, he was somebody that I was going to talk about. So, uh, Oh, love it, baby. Holy oh, yeah. shit. What the world? Cats and dogs are friends. Pigs are flying. Me and Kev are agreeing, baby. I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't even know. I'm, I'm speechless, Kev. I'm speechless. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I completely agree. I think another uh, option we can look at here this week is, but I, I, I'm nervous how much he's going to get steamed up, but Brian Robinson at $5,800 yeah. uh, is – a good play, right? Like he doesn't, you don't feel great playing him at $5,800, but the matchup is certainly there. Uh, the giants, uh, have you allowed hope that Antonio Gibson plays. Cause if not, he's going to get steamed. I'm telling you right now, he's going to get steamed. I would, I would imagine so because the giants have been terrible. They've allowed the second most rushing yards, second most touchdowns running backs. And over the last four games, the giants have allowed seven rushing touchdowns. Sad that, that one of those is Tony <laughs> Pollard and, uh, and well, 106.8 rushing yards per game, but they've also allowed the 10th highest explosive run rate in the 13th and yards after contact per attempt allowed. And so uh, he does make for really good play. It was kind of weird how he got there last week because he was also uh, yeah, 100 was receiving yards. Yes. Did you have that on your bingo card for week, for week 10? I can I tell you not. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. Yeah, so uh, so I, I I do like him. I I don't. I think you have to. 
this year I've gotten a little bit more to the point because before a running back like this, if they were going to be a little bit chalky, I would be like, no, I, I'm going to fade him. I'm, I'm avoiding yeah. that chalk. But we've gotten to the point this year where it's like, ah, maybe we should just uh, embrace the chalk because the chalk has just been hitting every single week. Yeah. Now I think here's something Fields that I don't, sharp, man. Fields I don't think that. Oh yeah, for sure. But I here's something I don't think that you're going to agree with me on. So we can get back to the, uh, not agreeing. I'm kind of curious if you're about to say the damn name that I'm thinking about right now. But go ahead. Go ahead. His name is Daryl Henderson. Oh shit, no, no, we're gonna disagree on that. I'm not on Daryl. <laughs> Daryl Henderson. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So you, this you was a little tough because I think you could also make a case for Royce Freeman if you wanted to, and Royce Freeman yeah. is cheaper. But they are essentially splitting work. Uh, Henderson, the last time we saw them, Henderson played 62% of the snaps, but Freeman played uh, just over 50% of the rush attempts. But the, the reason I would be on this game is because the Seahawks have been so bad against running backs. Uh, they have, Over the last four games, they've allowed 162 rushing yards per game and a ridiculous 5.4 yards per carry. They've also allowed the highest yards after contact per attempt and the highest explosive run rate. So... This is a dream matchup for both of these running backs here against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, the question is, is do they completely just cannibalize each other and you don't want to be able to hit a ceiling? But yeah. I still think that I I, I lean more towards Daryl Henderson being the guy. He also is more involved in the passing game. And so at 5K, if you're wanting a pay down running back, I, I, I do like, I love the matchup. They're at home. And so... Daryl Henderson, I do think makes some sense as gross as it may feel. Um, the only reason I, I'm not with you on Daryl Henderson, I mean, one, I, I get the matchup. I do think that those numbers are highly skewed because Baltimore just absolutely just shit stomp them. So I think that some of those numbers are skewed a little bit because of that. Um, but I, I, I don't disagree that you have been able to run on the Seattle Seahawks. You, you have. The only reason I, I don't think it's necessary to go to Daryl Henderson is because you have Jerome Ford staring you in the face, and the other two guys that are right next to him knocking on the door is Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, and you can run on the Browns. And so both of those guys, as much as the Steelers have gone, how how heavy they've gone with the run game, like both of those guys are going to be somewhere in the na- neighborhood of 14 to 18 touches weekly. So I don't think that the... the the volume projections for Daryl Henderson versus both Najee and Jalen Warren are that much different or even that much different at all. Um, the only other guy I want to bring up here, Kev, is uh, I, kn- I know you're probably going to hate this, but dude, he is in no man's land for pricing. Um, good Lord. I'm just now noticing Rashad White is sub 5% right now. That That's that's absolute insanity. I wasn't expecting to see that when I just pulled this up. Um, but... James Cook, dude, you can run on the Jets all freaking year. What happens this this week? Because it, I don't know if you you saw the stuff from McDermott come out where he was talking about I want the offense to be its own subculture. I want basically what I took away from all these comments from McDermott talking about the offense gelling and having its own camaraderie is that Ken Dorsey was he like the needle in the haste? Like what he's was he the thorn in the side? Was he like? This offense wants to throw more. James Cook needs to play more. Like, move all this Latavius Murray bullshit to the side. Like, what the hell are we actually doing here? Like, could we see with the OC change and Joe Brady coming out and he says, James Cook is our best damn player. We're putting our best damn player on the freaking field. If that's the case, dude, I mean, I know 6,100 feels like a lot for a player like James Cook and his role and stuff. But the explosive plays are there. 
You can run on the damn Jets. I think the 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 Jets offensive number is up because teams know now, like, we don't have to respect Zach Wilson at all, period. We just load the damn box, and you make Brees Hall try to beat you all by himself. So while I don't have any interest in the passing options for the Bills, tell me I'm not, I mean, t- tell me I'm crazy here, Kev. Like, James Cook is sticking out as a guy that, like, is going to go overlooked, but he's got explosive upside, man. And what, what, like, if this backfield flips in his favor, he could get 20 touches this week and nobody's going to freaking play him. Damn it. I Holy agree. shit, are we agreeing? Are we, are we agreeing? We are. We are. Oh my God. I, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to do right now. So I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to hang up and listen. Go ahead. Everything you said is, is spot on. I mean, uh, there is some concern because like last week, he only handled 48% of the snaps. He only ran 33% of the routes, but some of that's because he got benched because he fumbled a couple times. Well, which actually once them I mean, the other time I wouldn't, uh, you know, consider first fumble of the whole damn season, by the way, for all the haters out there, just so get your shit right. Yeah. But he's been incredibly efficient on his touches. He's 10th in missed tackles force per attempt. He's fifth in yards after contact per attempt. Uh, you know, and what you brought up about the jets, but hundred percent, the truth, uh, over the last four games, they've been gashed for 145 rushing yards per game, which is fourth worst among all, all you know, the entire NFL. Then you also have that they've also allowed the fourth highest missed tackles fourth per attempt rate and the ninth highest yards after contact per attempt. So the, these two things, uh, I, I think it all lines up. I think you run against this team. I think you could see them lean more on the run this week, you know, kind of take some of the pressure off uh, Josh Allen, who has really, really struggled this year. Uh, to uh, uh, at not turning the football over, and so uh, yes, I think James Cook at one hundred percent should be more uh, on people's radars this week, and he's only sixty one hundred dollars. If you're wanting to pay down, this feels like a very good option to pay down for. You know, you pay down for James Cook at sixty one hundred dollars, and then you could go a little bit further and go Jerome Ford. I think both of those are two very uh, viable options if that's what you're wanting to do, because really the only like pay up option, I mean. I'm never going to try to talk anybody out of Christian McCaffrey ever because it's just Christian McCaffrey and he's like, he's the safest, but also at $9,300, he has to absolutely go nuclear. The other part is that he's, he's projecting for 20%. Like I wasn't expecting to see that like a a 10, a 10%, 12% Christian McCaffrey in a shitty matchup. Sure. I'll take that. You're telling me he's going to be 20%. Maybe he gets up to 25% in small field stuff. Oh, I, I'll just play more Austin Eckler. Like I'll, I'll, I'll just play more Austin Eckler, especially with Keenan Allen maybe out this week or banged up. That just leads me to I'm just going to overweight Austin Eckler. Oh yeah, so that, that's where I was getting to. Austin Eckler is a play that I want to get to because I think he's yeah. at a, he's at a great spot, a terrific matchup. Wh- whichever way you want to look at it, he, you know he is very involved in the passing game. And I think he's that's going to continue because Mike Williams being out, it's really just Keenan Allen is kind of the main option they have. I mean, if you look the last three games, he has seen uh, seven or more targets in every single one of those games. So Mm -hmm. the volume is 100% there. We know the touchdown, touchdown, the touchdown equity is 100% there. He's also scored a touchdown in every every game of the last three, too. So uh, Austin Eckler is the smash play that I want to pay up for if I'm going to pay up for running back. Like, other than that, I think you can just just, just triple down back down to the bottom, like down here to this middle range, because... I have no. I'm. I'm not really all that excited to play Travis Etienne. You can run against the Titans for sure, 
Um, but I'm just not, I mean, just, just uh, like he just doesn't do a whole lot for me. I'm not, I just don't know how much to believe that. Like I, I know the numbers say you can run against the Titans, but I've gone through everything and, and you tell me if you found something, Kev, I, where, where or why has the Titans defense fallen off as far as the run defense? Like I, I, it hasn't been an injury. Like I, I, I don't know why. So, I mean, to me, when I go diving through it and I'm like, okay, why is this happening? It's kind of like. If I can't explain it, could it easily just revert back to the, okay, the Titans are a top run defense this week. And that's what scares the shit out of me with Travis Etienne. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because I think if you look at the the rush DVOA, I think they're still top 10 in rush DVOA or something like yeah. that, I believe. Yep. yep. But all the other numbers are pointing that they're not. So I, I don't know. Um, but either way, I don't think he kills me. And then, you know, the other guys, you know, like I said, Saquon, there's no, no way in hell. No I, way I, in hell. I'm playing I would play him. Saquon. Um, I'm not sure really how to, I mean, Raheem Moser got a limited practice. Now you have Devon Achan back. That's well. the guy we haven't talked about. What do you think about Achan and the, and the, the Dolphins' backs? Because Raheem Mostert's trending at 1% right now. Devon Achan is sub 5%. I think people don't know what to do with this backfield, so it feels like a spot we should be leaning into as well. The problem is who? Like, who, who's it going to yeah. be? Well, it's not Jeff Wilson. I mean, I, th- I think you're, you're, it's really, it's Raheem Mostert or it's Devon Achan. I mean, am I wrong with that? Like, so if we're down to two guys and if one of them probably takes the whole damn pie, because, I mean, the other part about this, how often have we talked about this? And I know you, me, and Maddie have talked about this. When running backs come back, they usually come back to full workloads. So, like, this is one of those things where it's like, well, shit, maybe we should just be embracing the uncertainty of it. Yeah, it's just, I don't know how to expect. Because, I mean, we have to, I mean, HN was just, like, ungodly efficient, hot, right? Yeah. Efficient. I mean, just breaking off these large runs. So, but he's 6,600. It'd be different if he came back and he was 5,300 or something like that. But 6,600, you're going to have to really want it. I mean, because he's one of the more higher-priced running backs on the slate. But doesn't that make him a better GPP player? Because if he was in the 5Ks, everybody would be playing him then? Yeah. I mean, if you have enough money, let me put it this way. I I would not make him a priority. If you're sitting there and and if you have enough money left over and you're trying to figure out, like, I don't mind getting there uh, on him. But... He's not a priority for me because I would much rather search for running backs that have very high touch shares and, and volume when it comes to that. Yeah, no. And I feel you. And your point about the efficiency, it's like, could he end up with an okay day? It's the question of, can he, can he pay off? Can he pay off the price tag? Because like, is he going to get anywhere in the same? Cause I mean, like, look, like you're paying 6,600. Well, shit. Well, then why aren't we just getting to seven K Jameer Gibbs? You know, at that point, it's kind of like Jameer Gibbs could get 20 freaking carries. He's in a split backfield. He's in a smash matchup that leans into his skill set. Like, you know, it, it's like there's a lot of parts or pieces where it's like a Chan is a really damn good GPP play. But then also the way that pricing and stuff like that shakes out, you're kind of like, I mean, shit. Like, if I was just going to do that, I can just either like, why do I play a Chan when I can go up to Jameer Gibbs for 400 more, or I can pay 600 less and I get Rashad White, who I know is going to get all the damn work. He is also in a smash match. I mean, yeah, like to me, the more we talk about it, I'm like, well, shit, that just leads me more to like, okay, I'm just going to overweight everybody on Rashad White. Yeah. Uh, and Bruce, I appreciate the super, the super chat here. Uh, 
full PPR main slate, Jaden Reed or Michael Wilson at flex. Just so we're clear, uh, Bruce, we're ta- are you talking about on DraftKings or are you talking about season long? I just want to clarify because you threw me off with the main slate thing. There. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we're too. talking about DraftKings, uh, then we can answer that. I just want to know. I just want to make sure we're answer- I'm answering the- this question correctly just so we know what we're talking about here. If it's just a season-long question, that's fine. Well, I'll answer. I just want to know which one it is. So, Well, well let's answer from both, Kev. If you got to pick between the two pay-down options, are you going Reed or are you going Michael Wilson? I mean, unless there's – are there any other running backs you want to bring up here before we kick it to wide receivers? No, I think we, yeah, we can definitely jump over. I think I pretty much – that was pretty much the guys that I really would hit on. The, the pay-down option Same. I think would be the, the Rams guys. And then uh, other than that, I think you know it's the other guys we talked about. So, yeah, we can move over to wide receiver here. Um, as far as this question is concerned, because you know his super chat, so always got to make that a priority. Yeah, uh, you know, if you look at the, both of these guys, I mean, Jaden Reed, if we're talking about on DraftKings, is 4K, and then Michael Wilson, I believe, is still in that 3K range, 3500. Yeah. yeah, so he is still a, a pretty damn cheap as well. And so, I really do like Michael Wilson a lot this week. Same. He has, uh, same. He's same, the guy same. that I think that yeah, you're going to want to target here. I mean, I've kind of I've been talking about, it, especially with Kyler Murray uh, here. But um, if you look at this offense, oh, I'm on the wrong one. Um, but so as far as Arizona is concerned, uh, Michael Wilson has been the best option they have uh, as far as zone coverage this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the Houston Texans run zone coverage at the seventh highest rate in the league over 80 percent of the time. They are out here running zone, and they have been really bad against uh, in terms of zone coverage. And then Car- uh, Michael Wilson is the best team on their team in terms of uh, against zone coverage. He is 36 of fantasy points per route run against zone. Uh, so I like Michael Wilson. He's obviously their deep threat within this as well. Kyler Murray, uh, since 2019, is like top eight in deep ball completion percentage as well. And so I think he really lines up with what – uh, the strengths are of of uh, Kyler Murray. Jaden mm-hmm. Reed, I like, right? But I don't know what, how much of a ceiling he has. He's a little bit more expensive. So whether it's also a part time player, he's not he's not going to play more than what fifty five, maybe percent of the snaps, if that. Which is sad. I think he should be playing more. Honestly, he should be a full. I, I, I said this. I think I said this on one of my uh, one of my shows earlier this week. It is absolutely blasphemous and a travesty that Romeo Dobbs starts in two wide receiver sets over Jaden Reed. That that's that that shit's ridiculous. He shouldn't be, but he is. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. I'm with Kev on this one. I'll leave Michael Wilson. Yeah. So whether it's season long or whether it's DraftKings, I did I just want to cover that because I don't think you said one way or the other which way it was, but I'm definitely going to go with uh Michael Wilson here in this matchup against the Texans. I just I think it's a really solid spot here. So I appreciate the super chat there, Bruce. Um, yeah I appreciate it, Bruce. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. So let's go ahead and uh, you know start at the top here in terms of the wide receivers. You have Tyra. One, the thing that very stood out to me, and I, I messaged you guys in our little uh, you know chat between you and me and Maddie. Four wide receivers ab- above Diane Cain. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Uh-uh, I haven't. And so Tyreek Hill, <coughs> CeeDee Lamb, Stephon Diggs, and Keenan Allen are all 9K and above. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown might as well be there. He's 8,800. And then you have Cooper mm-hmm. Cup at 81. But then you have Devontae Adams, Jalen Waddle, Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, Brandon Ayuk, Puka Nakua in the 7K range. And then DK Metcalf, Nico Collins, Chris, God- Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, uh, Garrett Wilson, Debo, Cooper, Hopkins, Jacoby Myers, and Christian Kirk all in the 6K and above. So it's kind of the range. Now, I don't know about you, but I am in love with playing Devontae Adams this week at $7,900. Really? You gotta, you're going to have to sell me on this one. I, 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 need, to, I need to know why because he's not even on my radar for this week. Tell me why. Uh, one price. Uh, he is not a wide receiver. That's typically in this, in this range at $7,900. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, in terms of of this i think if you look at this uh with him i, I think that one uh we kind of saw it last week but i think that he is going to be the guy uh he has a 40 percent target rate uh against man coverage this year which is one of the highest rates in the league um and i i just think that this game is going to be a game they're obviously gonna have to throw the ball a lot to, uh, to keep up i think aiden o'connell is good enough to be able to support Devontae adams and we're, we're and so at $7,900, it's just really hard to get away from him at that price tag, considering how high his ceiling can be. Uh, I know he hasn't really hit it uh, in a while, but we did see, you know, against Pittsburgh where he went off for 45 DK points. It just feels like he is incredibly too cheap. I love this. I really like this game a lot, but it, it is a little bit more expensive. But I just think he really aligns to being in a very, a really good spot this week at 7,900 in a spot where they're going to be trailing for most of this game. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I, 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 I agree with your points. Um, I guess like for me, 
the problem with me paying up for or playing Adams is I really I love Jalen Waddle this week. So I would play Jalen Waddle easily like over Adams because you all the points you made about um about Tyreek Hill versus zone coverage and things like that. Jalen Waddle was like the forgotten man in this freaking passing attack uh in the first four weeks of the season for the Dolphins. Since week five against zone, 22% target share. You look at the first four weeks, that was 16%. His area yard share has, has risen since week five from 18% to 33%. His yards per route run have been at 2.9%. His first read share has gone from 18% to 26%. So I think Jalen Waddle, who, um, same game environment, we're talking about playing with Tua and stuff like that. I think that getting getting different with Tua and um, – I don't think you double stack Tua, but I think you single stack him with Jalen Waddle over Tyreek Hill and take the savings. Um, I just don't see, like, I'd have to go through game logs and stuff, but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Kev. Like, there's not been that many times where both uh, Reek and Waddle have gotten there together. Um, so, probably not a double stack situation, but I like Waddle a lot. So, not, not so much that I hate the Adams call because the target volume can be there. I was really encouraged what they did with Adams against the Jets. They moved him around the formation. They put him in the slot. They put him on a lot of screen passes. They were like, we're getting the damn ball in your hands. And I'm like, holy shit, this is smart. Uh, apparently, Josh McDaniels, is, uh, I mean, we could see he's not in the house anymore because uh, this is too smart for him. He would never do this. Um, but I think the guys that stick out to me, if I'm paying up, man, I'm just going right back to freaking CeeDee Lamb. Like, CeeDee Lamb is on an A.J. Brown trajectory. Like, he's dominating. He's crushing. And for me, when we see wide receivers like this, it's like, can he keep it up? If I'm going to ask myself, can he keep it up? All that means is that I should be playing him. Because last week, he got squeezed. This week, I think people are going to do the same kind of thing. It's like, if they're going to pay up, they're going to go to Tyreek Hill. And they're going to say, well, but what if Dallas beats the pants off of the freaking Panthers and... They don't get there because of the defense and blah, blah, blah. It's like, didn't they all say that same shit last week? And Dak threw for 400 freaking yards? Like, come on, man. Like, at some point, live in the flames. You got to ride the lightning. The guy is on a hot streak. He's getting fed the damn ball. Dallas also, we didn't bring this up when we talked about Dak. I, I questioned, I was like, holy shit, is, is, Ke is Kellen Moore, like, did he sneak into the damn locker room? Like, what's going on here, dude? Like, over the last, like, four to five weeks with Dak blowing up like this, the last four weeks, the Dallas Cowboys have been top eight in both neutral pace and passing rate. They're leaning into their freaking passing attack. So I'm like, well, shit, they finally realized they can't roll the damn ball. Let's go. So CD Lamb, I'm just like, if I'm paying up, dude, he's only projecting right now at 10%. That shit is wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Absolutely wrong. So CD Lamb's my favorite wide receiver to pay up for. Uh, Amon Ron for St. Brown is probably second. He's just been... He's been automatic, Kev. I mean, if he had better touchdowns for the entire season, we'd be talking about him like doing Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup type things. Like maybe the ceiling to go for 200 yards is not there. But dude, he's been almost 100 freaking receiving yards every single damn game. So if he gets two tutties on top of any of those, he's probably going for another hundo this week. Just play him because he's freaking good. Um, I think, it, it, again, I'm going to try to build lineups. Um, and tell me if this is something you're going to do, Kev, real fast. I'm going to try. I did this last week and I, and I wedged in Amon Ra, two of Amon Ra, Keenan Allen, and CeeDee Lamb into so many different lineups. 
treating them like the elite alpha running backs of previous years. I was just going team jam them in. I'm going back to that well this week. I'm going to try to wedge in two of, of CeeDee Lamb, and we'll see what happens with Keenan Allen, but I'm going to try to wedge in Amon Ross St. Brown and, and CeeDee Lamb into as many lineups as I possibly can this week. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's been kind of the optimal strategy, right? Uh, is paying yep. up a wide receiver, paying down at running back. Um, and, and it's really it's really paid off pretty big. Uh, we're seeing these huge mm-hmm. numbers from these these the elite level wide receivers. So, well, DK is no- telling us on the pricing you just talked about. It. Have we ever seen nine K wide receivers, much less four of them? No, we haven't. But those have been the nuts plays all freaking year, man. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, in terms of the guys, I mean, I love Tyreek too. I, I, I mean, you, I mean, it's Tyreek Hill. The guy can absolutely it's, break. It's Tyreek. Like, what else do we have to say? Like, he, he's this year's Cooper Cup. Like, you just, you just freaking play him. Like Stefan Diggs, like I it it I have really can't. don't have a whole lot of interest playing him at ninety one hundred dollars. I can't see him getting to a ceiling and paying off that price tag. Like if he goes for a hundred yards and he doesn't score, you're hating the fact that you did that. Yeah, and then you know the other wide receivers here within this range. Uh, you know the one spot we're gonna have to monitor this week will I think is gonna end up being this situation with the. Uh, the, the Texans because right now, yeah, uh, true. Noah Brown has not practiced yet this week, and he's yep. due to a knee injury. And Nico Collins has gotten back with limited uh, practice. I think there's a, I think it's a pretty shoddy plays, but you know, I, I think this could be an easy spot where you could double stack these guys because we've seen it now that they've definitely been able to. Uh, that CJ Stroud can definitely support. You saw Robert Woods came back to a full practice too, right? So we probably get Woods, Nico, and Tank at least the way it's trending right now. Yeah. And then, so Nico is $6,700 here and Tank Dell is $5,900. So not overly expensive. I think it's a, a little bit more of an easier stack to get to with him being 7K. And uh, if you look at the matchup here, it, it's it's very good. Uh, actually, it's 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 disgusting how, how good some of these guys have been because if you look mm-hmm. at it... Um, Tank Dell is so freaking good, dude. He's been He's been so good. All year, man. Just he got what did he get, Kev, last week? 14 freaking targets. 14. Like, <laughs> you're getting that at sub 6K? Holy, holy shit, man. Yeah. So the uh the Cardinals rank fourth in terms of zone coverage this year, and Tank Dell and Nico Collins uh, rank inside the top 20 in fantasy Ooh. points per route run against zone coverage this year. So there's that. And the Cardinals have been just is terrible this year. They rank, uh, they have a fifty-seven point three coverage grade while in zone, and uh, which is a bottom five in the league. And then their seven point zero seven yards per coverage snap is third worst rank in the league as well. So, whether you pick your poison, whether it's Tank, whether it's Nico, I, you are perfectly okay with either one of these guys. Excuse me, it gets either one of these guys uh, in terms of their target share. In this as well, Tank Dell gets a 25% target share against zone. Nico Collins is at a 22% target share. So, I mean, uh, I, I think either one of these guys are extremely viable. And so it's been pretty much evenly spread out. They both run 194 routes against zone. And then uh, Nico has 28 catches. Tank Dell has 29 catches. So, yeah. Uh, we we hadn't, even, we hadn't even mentioned um, – I'm curious if you're on these guys too. I want to bring these up real fast, Kev. Uh, my favorite mini correlation of the week is uh, Brandon Ayuk and Chris Godwin. I freaking I, – I love both these guys. Uh, looking at that game script, 
like we've seen how many weeks of the Buccaneers getting their asses torched, especially on deep passing. Like Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean have played terribly this week. I mean, this year, this entire season. So Brandon Ayuk is going to, and, and the, the reason I want to point them out is not just because I'm going to get in the coverage data in a second, but both these guys, if you're playing a lot of chalk, like you've decided, okay, I'm playing Kyler, Stroud, Tank Dell. I'm going with a lot of these chalkier guys. Like right now, the the most popular wide receivers on the slate right now are trending. Tank Dell is is at the top. Like he's going to be 25% this week. Tyreek Hill is right behind him at 15 to 20. If you have both of those guys in your lineup and you have the salary, you can get Chris Godwin and Brandon Ayuk in together. These guys are going to combine and they're not even going to be 10% roster this week. So like, I, I love them in a game that I already talked about. I love the over. I think it's a sneaky shootout. They're just clear paths. And talking about Brock Purdy, it's like if you look at the coverage data, so the San Francisco 49ers have um, run the 11th highest rate of single high over since week seven. So 56% of their snaps against single high. Chris Godwin has freaking dominated, dude. He's got a 24% target share, 32% first read share. In a player that, like, Kev, can we also talk? Like, we have not seen a smash, Chris. We've we've seen how many weeks of Mike Evans go the fuck off, and we have not. We've seen one game the entire year of Chris Godwin with a hundred receiving yards. That's it. He's due, man. He is due for a monster freaking game. And looking at over the side, the other side, Brandon Ayuk again bringing up um, what they have done. Tampa Bay has allowed the the sixth most deep passing yards and the third most deep passing touchdowns this season. That 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 all screams Brandon Ayuk because he doesn't get his touchdowns in the red zone. I think he has like two or it's either two, three, or four. Or something. It's like sub five red zone targets of the season. So if he's scoring, it's going to be from outside of that. And if you look at what Tampa Bay has done over their last three games. They have run a single high at the 10th highest rate, so 57% of their coverage snaps. Dude, versus single high, Brandon Ayuk just decimates people. 28% target share, 46% air yard share, and a 3.4 yards per route run. Like, those numbers scream to play Brandon Ayuk, especially when I talk, like, both of these guys right now are... Let me pull up their roster percentages right now. Brandon Ayuk is going to end up somewhere between 5 and 10%. I, I would be shocked if he was at 10%. I think he's going to be sub that. And Chris Godwin's sub 5. Both of these guys, you could play them, and they're not probably going to like eclipse 10% together. So if you're playing a lot of the chalk, wedge them in. If you want to play uh, large field stuff, wedge them in. They're an easy way to be different in a game that I think could shoot out. No complaints here. Um in terms of the the cheap wide receivers, is there anybody down here? I mean, obviously, if Noah Brown were to play, obviously people are going to have a, still a lot of interest. Forty yeah. hundred dollars, what he's been doing, but I also think it feels very chasey to to play him uh, after the last two weeks, especially once you got if you're going to get Nico. If Nico is back, it's very chasey. Yeah. Yes, um, but I keep I keep the last couple of weeks I continue to chase this, but I guess I'll probably keep doing because I'm a fish. But Quint, <laughs> Quentin Johnston, you know. Dude. I feel like the the explosion game. Why do they come. hate him so much? I don't get it, man. Like, why why do you draft Quentin Johnson in the first round to basically be MVS in your offense? Like, what what why 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 would you do that? Like, 
the kid's better than what he, what they're doing with him. It doesn't make any damn sense. I like I legit don't get it. They're just like, hey, run clear outs all damn day. Okay, cool. Near, near, near. Just running go routes, not get any targets. Yeah, it's it's been frustrating. Actually, I've I've played in the last couple of weeks, and I'll probably do it again this week just because he's he's cheap. Uh, and he allows yeah. you to fit stuff in. And he's attached to Justin Herbert, but well, Keenan yeah. Allen might be out, or if Keenan Allen's banged up, that just makes him a good play. I mean, I I don't disagree with that. Um. And then Christian Watson, like yep. $4,600, but I'm not doing it. I, I, You're not doing it? I'm doing it. I'm, do, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Versus the damn Chargers, Kev. I'm doing it. I don't give a shit. I'm doing it. I know, but there's just... He's got eight end zone targets since he returned, and he has zero touchdowns on those. Like, that, that type of regression is just... It's too much for me to ignore. I can't. I can't do it. I feel I feel like the reason we've all been burned by Christian Watson, we've all seen how bad it is. That feels like one of those scenarios where it's like we walk away from this week. Christian Watson has a big game. We're all like, well, shit, he played the Chargers. We should have known. You know, it's like it's one of those things where I can build the narrative in my head about like, yeah, I should have played him. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to see Romeo Dobbs get seven targets and he's going to end up, you know, going four for eight. Or Jane Reed goes for two touchdowns or Luke Musgrave does some kind of shit. One, one of those Packers guys, and it's, it's, it's going to give me stress diarrhea, Kev. One of those Packers guys is going to, going to pop off for a big game. I'm, I'm putting my shekels behind Christian Watson, but damn it. I can't tell you who it's going to be, but one of them is going to have a big game. It's going to happen. And I and I'm probably gonna hate myself for playing Christian Watson, but I'm gonna do it, man. I'm gonna fuck around and find out. Um, the other guy I want to bring up here is is we just saw him. I, I I don't think this is Chasey, but staying in the flames with Brandon Cooks. If I'm talking about a top five passing offense and passing rate, going against the Panthers, um, looking at their coverage metrics, um, Brandon Cooks pops. Um, so just again, if you're, I'm not saying to play him alone, but if you're doubling or you're playing Dak, I think that double stacking him definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, we talked about Justin Fields. So obviously DJ Moore. the other guy I want to bring up out of that game. If you're going to pay down really low is Darnell Mooney, dude, we know his downfield role. Uh, the Detroit lions cannot stop anything versus the freaking slot. And I know you and Maddie have, have that, that, that call on Noah Brown a few weeks ago. I, that was just, uh, that was crazy dude that um who was it uh did you or maddie call the was a two touchdown game from josh reynolds that shit was nuts like i'm i'm, I'm going back to this because look we, we want to target these teams that suck versus the slot the detroit lions are absolutely that man like since week five they've been a turnstile turnstile against slot wide receivers they're allowing the third highest ppr points per target second most receiving touchdowns to slot wide receivers since week five brian branch who is going to be manning the slot for the Lions. He's allowed the most receiving touchdowns and the sixth highest passer rating in slot coverage. So out of a high total game, a guy that's going to be overlooked, nobody's going to play him. We've seen him also pop off for like, he's had 80 receiving yards. He's had a, he's had a touch. He's had weeks where he's shown us at least flash a ceiling, especially at his price point. I got a lot of uh, interest in Darnell Mooney in that game. Um, again, talk about Brandon Cooks. I'm just looking at some of these other cheap guys. Any other cheapies like Jaden Reed is obviously in that conversation, but we talked about kind of you know the Green Bay Packers guys. Anybody, any other cheapies like I was on Elijah Moore, but with DTR, I'm not. We talked about Michael Wilson. Anybody else popping for you, Kev? That's super cheap. 
Not really, uh, in terms of, of guys down there that just really stands out. I think Rondo Moore, he was somebody that, that me and Maddie talked about last week, kind of got on. He did see eight targets last week, just didn't quite get there. But if you go back and look through his game logs with Kyler Murray, he has some decent <coughs> games in there, and he's yeah. incredibly cheap. Everybody's going to want to play my, uh, Marquise Brown again. Yeah, because Marquise Brown has not been moved up. He's still like $5,200, $5, So everybody's got to go there or trade. Well, Michael Wilson is uber chalk, dude. Michael Wilson is 15 to 20% projecting right now. That's wild to me. I yeah. would not have expected that. But I, I didn't expect that either. That's why I had to bring it up. I'm like, holy but, shit. But Rondo that. Moore is, like I said, first game back, saw eight targets in that game. He's, he's only $3,300. So if you're wanting a, a, just a pure leverage play off of Michael Wilson, uh, Robert, or Rondo Moore could be that guy. Now he plays a little bit different. Obviously, he doesn't see those type of you know plus targets downfield, but he is somebody that can get peppered with targets um, as well. So Rondo Moore, I think, is another play that you could look at too if you're wanting to pay down a wide receiver. Other than that, there's not a lot else that stands out to you that that I really am going to get excited about here. So oh, um, you're probably going to call me an idiot, but I'm going to bring up his damn name. Jesus Christ! I'm going to bring up his name. How many different times have we seen? the commander's secondary get destroyed. I, I I do have a little bit of interest in Darius Slayton this week. Um, just because he's, he's gotten the target share. He's had like almost a 30% air yard share with Tommy DeVito. I get it, but seven tar seven targets against um, the, the Raiders 59 receiving yards with DeVito. Like if he scores there, he's a fantastic value. Um, I just we we've seen the commanders not be able to stop anybody. It would not shock me if if Slayton puts up like even sixty in a touchdown. And if he does that, I mean he's still a damn good value. Are you just building up to call me an idiot? No, actually, I was gonna say <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to look real quick because I think if you, if you I mean if you're wanting to get down there, I mean I'm not no, I don't think I'm gonna get there. But if you're wanting to get down there, I think Isaiah Hodgins last week had oh. a little bit of a bump. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess he played fifty four percent of the snaps, four um, percent okay. target share. Nothing, nothing to be truly. Excited. But Jalen Hyatt, I believe, is going to be out. If Jalen Hyatt misses, then you could possibly see Isaiah Hodgins. But I don't know. Does that make Darius Slayton even a better play? Then I guess we'll kind of got to go back to then. Yeah, I guess. But like, I mean, because Hodgins but, isn't going to get the deep shots. That would be Slayton, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I would assume so. Yes, because if if Hyatt's out, yeah. No oh, shit, man. I'm talking myself into playing Darius Slate. What's hey, wrong with let's me? Just, are, are, you gonna, are you just going to go all in and play DeVito? With, uh... <laughs> I can't. 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 I, I, look, I've done some crazy shit playing Millie Maker lineups before. That's not one I'm going to do. I'll play Jordan Love's ass before I play Tommy DeVito this week. Uh-uh. I can't. I can't do it. I'm, I'm nuts. And I, ain't that, I ain't that crazy. Uh-uh. Yeah, I couldn't. There's no mm-hmm. shot in hell. I'm. I, I can play. I can play <laughs> no. There's no way, dude. There's no way. Uh, somebody so, would have to pay me to play Tommy DeVito. Yeah, absolutely. All right. If there's no other wide receivers you want to talk, I think we could go ahead and jump over to yeah, the I tight end good. position. Speaking of tight end, it sounds like Mark Andrews is out for the year with a ankle injury. So. What? Yeah. Out for the year? Yeah. They they, they fear it's season ending. Holy shit! Wow. That's. Jeez, Isaiah likely season is upon us. He he had to he had to have broke he had to have broken his ankle. Like that's the only reason that they would have ruled him out already. Like that's damn it, that sucks. Yeah, but now oh, that sucks. That really sucks. Yeah, 
So. But now it makes a whole lot of sense why you saw Lamar walk up to him and immediately like slam his helmet down. And he was mad. Like they knew something was jacked. Like that that entire sideline was really somber as soon as that happened. But anyway, tight ends, Kev. After that, yeah. Speaking news, of which, yeah. who the fuck's paying sixty four hundred dollars for George <laughs> Kittle? Um, hi, I will. No thanks. Like I, I will. I'll make the case for you in a little bit, but I, 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 I so if I'm playing I I Purdy, I'm not going to play him without playing Purdy. That's the only way. That's the only way. I guess in tournaments it makes sense, right? Because tournaments, that's all you're looking for is that one percent outcome. You're looking for him to go off. If he goes off, you know, he smashes because he he's either he's not really in between. It's either he absolutely annihilates or he's so. So he, here's the reason why. Before you get to all the other guys. Over the last three games, Tampa Bay has the, all of that single high usage, okay? 57% of their snaps. The way that, and the reason I, I said the stacking partners for Brock Purdy are very clear, all the target share goes to Brandon Ayuk. The number two in the offense right behind Brandon Ayuk against single high is George Kittle. Him and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle have been the single high beaters and the man coverage beaters for the 49ers this year. Against single high, he has an 18% target share, 3.2 yards per route run. Um, and Tampa Bay has been just shredded by tight ends. Like since week seven, seventh highest fantasy points per game, fourth most receiving yards per game. So there's a reason to play Kittle. I, I agree with the price point. It, it sucks. But I'm only playing Kittle in a double stack scenario with Brock Purdy. That's the only way I'm playing it. But I, I will have some Kittle because I am going to play some Purdy this week. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you just look at his numbers, I mean, like I said, he's had I mean, 20, ceiling, dude, like 150 receiving yards, like shit. Oh yeah, I mean, so because if you look at the results, 23.6, 26.9, 13, like, one, been there, 27, one, 16, six, four. So you just don't. It, he's so much harder to project, especially with Debo and Brandon Ayuk being there. Like that's the only thing that would worry me at 6,400 dollars. It is really going to force you into a certain kind of build where I can yeah. make an argument that somebody like Trey McBride has has a similar ceiling. Oh, he does. you don't have to talk me into Trey McBride. Trey McBride is like an autoplay almost. Like he he the last two weeks he's been super chalky, and I'm like I I don't give a shit. Like I I literally do not care. He could be forty percent rostered. I I don't care how how popular he is. I don't care how chalky Trey McBride is. Trey McBride like. Tell me I'm wrong, Kev. Like, are you just going to... I mean, I'm not saying he's a lock button play, but damn it, he's close to it. Because DK refuses to price him up. They refuse to price him up. And the numbers he's gotten, Kev, are, are... They're ridiculous. He's getting wide receiver one type of volume. Like, since week eight, he's got a 31% target share. He's his yards per route run are at 3.0. His first read target share is at 38%, dude. Like that's elite, like alpha wide receiver one level. And yet he's sub 5k on DK. Like what, what the hell are we doing here? I don't give a shit if he's 30%. I'm going to play 70%. Yeah. So you do it. You just, you just get on top of it. Just, <laughs> you just, uh, you just overweight it, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I I'm not gonna argue with you about it. Like I loved I loved Trey McBride. Like he was easy. Like he was kind of the first people I wanted to see what, what his price was gonna be this week. So a very easy play. I do think that if you want to, maybe Dalton Kincaid. He's still only forty nine hundred. Yep. He feels like he should be more expensive as well for uh, for what you're getting from him in terms of looks and targets. Dalton Schultz has been on an absolute heater 
uh, for a while now. And again, I want players that are that are attached to this offense with C.J. Stroud. So I think you know you could go sh- you know Schultz and one of Tank Dell and Nico Collins there. Uh, so I, I do like that as well. But Trey McBride is really really hard to get away from, and he's still only forty four hundred dollars. He's still are we very just playing cheap. double tight end this week, Kev? Like I mean, I'm being serious. Like, and, and this is the reason I keep I bring it up, dude. Is that if we were to take the name and the and the and the positional designation, and you were to if I were to tell you, hey, Kev. There's a wide receiver that is 4,400 on DK that gets a 30% target share and a 38% first reach here. Would you just say, fuck it, I'm locking him in? Like, if it was a wide receiver at 44 freaking 100. Absolutely. Like, like to me, I'm just like, well, shit, I'm playing all double tight end this week or I'm playing a shit ton of it. Like, why not? Like, he's a wide receiver, dude. We need to treat him as such. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. Like, if if you want to pay down at tight end, I think Michael Mayer at twenty seven hundred dollars. Yep, uh, he saw his 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 route participation jump up last week. Almost seventy percent of the routes he ran, <coughs> a eighteen percent target share last week for him. So, like, I think if if you're even like a, as a, a little bit of a, a contrarian mini, if you want to go uh, with Tyreek and then you know really get that cost savings there with with plugging in Michael Mayer at tight end twenty seven hundred dollars. Uh, so he's probably the guy that if I'm going to pay down at tight end, I think he would end up being that guy. I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, I mean, we've talked about a lot of the guys I like. Um, we talked about Kittle, Trey McBride, um, Dalton Schultz, Kincaid. If I'm playing, um, yes, Darren, you should always buy guitars. Guitars make you happy in life. I'm just looking at this comment. I'm like, that's not even a question, Darren. Come on. Um, but anyway, um, if you're playing Justin Fields, then Cole Komet is in play. Um, looking at the coverage metrics um, for the Lions. And s- speaking of Lions, if you're playing Jared Goff, Sammy Ballgame is in play. Like, we haven't seen his ceiling, but with Sam Laporta, like, he's got multiple games this year of 10-plus targets. We know what his ceiling looks like. He could go for two touchdowns in any matchup. The Bears have been bottom of the barrel against tight ends. So, again, sticking with these high total games, um, I mean, it's it's just easy. The, all the high total games have great tight end plays. Trey McBride, Sammy Ballgame, Cole Komet, Dalton Schultz. Like, there's no reason, unless you're playing Brock Purdy, to go outside of that. Like, I get the Kincaid call, and I, and I like him. Like, I, I have him written up as a core play this week. But uh, to be honest, like, Kev, like, you could just stay in the high total games and you don't have to go anywhere else, and it's totally fine. Yeah. And side note, did you know Jordan Matthews was still in the league? I didn't. I, I was. I was. I was kind of what? scrolling through with who the Panthers. I guess he's now he's tied <laughs> in now. No, I'm today years old when I just found out Jordan Matthews is still kicking around the NFL. Yeah, it threw me is off. Is he a tight end? He is a tight end. Ah, uh, there you go. Makes sense. Are you saying that because Hayden Hurst got ruled out? Are you going that? Is that what you're doing to yourself, Kev? Come on. Well, no, actually, I was down here because I saw I was down here at the Michael Mayer range. I was looking at him, and then I was kind of scrolling through some of his other guys, and I saw Jay Matthews. You're like, what? No, no, no. Hold up. Who? Who is like, that? And so who's I was like, that guy. And Jordan Matthews popped up. I'm like, what? He's still in the league. <laughs> sure enough, That's yeah, they signed him funny. to their practice squad, and I guess he played the week before that. He played uh, on special teams. <laughs> so I was like, I'll always have fond memories of Jordan Matthews. Oh, but, dude, he was so uh, it. it it killed me after what he did in his rookie season or was it rookie season or second year? And then the next year you're just like, you're like, Oh man, like it just, it felt like 
before Cooper Cup was Cooper Cup, it felt like could Jordan Matthews kind of like have done something like that? Like if you would have gone back and airdropped him into the Rams offense or some shit, you know, like he was he was such a fun player. Well, the so the first slate I ever played DFS on was actually a Millie Maker, and I had never played before. And I was like, I want to jump in, and I built a lineup of, and I only put one lineup. But this wasn't like I I went out and put it like I literally built one lineup, put it in the Millie Maker, and I had Nick Foles, Jordan Matthews, and I think it was I, I can't remember who else it was. All I remember though. They were both having really good games, and it was when Chip Kelly was the I think. Or oh, that was that was such a great time. Yeah, Nick. No, it, was the, no, Nick I don't Foles think it was Sam Bradford. I think. Oh, it was Brad. Bradford played some. That's who it was. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was. it was Sam Bradford and Jordan Matthews. Yes, and it was when Chip Kelly was there, and because I remember, was that the Demarco uh, Murray years? It might have been, but I, I think there, there was, was a DeMarco touchdown at the goal line. They threw it to him. He scored. They called it off. I think and said he, that he was out of bounds. I can't remember. And like they show the replay, and all the announcers were like, "Oh, oh, they're definitely going to challenge." He was definitely in. That's a touchdown, and they never challenge it. I was so oh, fucking mad. Shit. And I ended up like, <coughs> I, I if I remember right, like Carlos Hyde had like he played on like the because it was this was back whenever you used to have the Monday night games that were included on the on that. If you're oh, that was God's game. That was that was when DFS was at its purest, man. That was beautiful. Yes, and so you had the whole slate in there. And I remember Carlos Hyde because it was a double header because of the uh, and Carlos Hyde, I think, had a monster game or something like that. Anyways, I was really high up there. Like I almost I remember I almost won like fifteen thousand dollars. And this was literally the first time I ever played DFS. The first slate so that is what hooked me. Are yeah, we I talking think. about the birth of Ke- Kev's uh, degen nation? Like his, your the birth of your uh, your love for DFS? Is that what we're discussing here? Like that's exactly the birth, where it came from. The birth of a beautiful baby boy. Like so, oh man, I was like so like like this is beautiful, Kev. I, I don't I don't even know. Right like like, who knows what would have happened if I just would have sucked and like, but I, I ended up falling down because Carlos Hyde had a like had a big game. So I think I ended up Carlos putting like Hyde. it was like three hundred bucks. But like for me, like that like especially never playing before. I was like, this is this is easy. This is awesome. I'm, I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm, yeah. This is easy. I mean, God, <laughs> you give me give me 149 more lineups like this, baby. I shit, I'll just win all the money. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, that's that way off the rails here. Shouldn't be even talk. But yeah, oh, I, dude, I, I love I, it. I love it. Like, when I saw his name, Carlos Hyde is like he turned into towards the end of his career. What he wasn't he kind of like the ugly brother of Frank Gore? It was just like Carlos Hyde just keeps bouncing around to places and running for a thousand yards. Like shit, what are we doing here? But yeah. anyway, no talk about Carlos Hyde. All right, let's go ahead and because uh, I don't really have any other tight ends. Really, t- is there any other tight ends? No, we we, we discussed everybody. I think we're good. And then defense, we're just paying down like we always do. Just play the Jets and move on. Unless you have another defense you're loving right now, Kev. Uh, defense. Yeah. Who'd you say? It just just Jets. I'm playing the Jets and just moving on. Like I don't even care. Like, I don't care if they're going to be popular. Don't care. Just playing the Jets. Move on. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, there was one other defense. Oh, no, I, I can't. I'm not going to play. I mean, if you had the money to do it, I think Commanders, you could do that. But they're going to be incredibly chalky at $3,600 against, against DeVito. Um, yeah, uh, commanders are checking in as the most popular defense of the week. Like, so the, the the top few defenses: the Commanders, the Dolphins, the Steelers, the the Packers. Why are the Packers? Why, why are they popular? Um, if I'm going to pay up, I think the the Jaguars make a lot of sense. 
because Will Levis has been putrid. So, but you know, you know how I feel. Like I've just it's every every week we just punt defense. I don't care. Like give me the men defense. I don't give a shit. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, I think the Titans too with ja- against Jacksonville. Whatever, if you yeah, want to do that, you can do that. Trevor Lawrence looks terrible this year. I'm fine with that. Yeah, uh, Rams twenty eight hundred dollars. I think they make some sense too against Seattle, especially at home. So play yeah, the I Cowboys. Don't, don't... Bryce Young falls apart. Like if you're gonna pay up, you know. Yeah, but really, it's I, I'm literally just auto clicking the Jets and just moving on. That's where I'm starting every lineup at this week. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they're sub five percent. Like I figured the Jets were gonna be the chalky defense of the week, but they're not. I guess when you post D, uh, 20 DK points against Josh Allen in week one, people don't care enough, but well, whatever. Sounds good to me. You're on mute, Kevy. What is this, amateur hour? I don't know uh, what you're doing. Are you having a stroke over there? Like, God, Lord, man. No, sorry. Um, anyways, all right, let's go ahead and just build a lineup then. Uh, I think is that's McDonald's trying to text you right now? Or are they trying to keep... <laughs> no, there's a, actually, I just got an alert. There was a... a, a the Chicago White Sox just made a trade. So I was trying to figure out what it was, but uh, anyways, oh, <laughs> nobody cares about the Chicago White Sox. I don't know why. No, care. nobody cares about the Chicago White Sox. Uh, so, uh, all right. So, you're the guest. Go ahead and start this, this lineup off. Where, where, where are we starting at? Oh, man. Um, oh, baby. Um, let's start with uh, Let's start with Jerome Ford. Let's make a statement. Let's let people know what we're doing with our lives here, Kev. All right. Where do you want to go next? I'm just going to keep it gross. All right. I can get gross. For right now, let's go Brian Robinson. Oh, man. You did get gross. Where is he at? How much is he? Uh, All right. Got him. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go ahead and take care of this for us. Um, Jets defense. <clears throat> All right, since we are paying down a little bit here, I think we might be able to fit this in. I was gonna say Shroud, but let's go ahead and go Tua. Oh, baby, yeah, hell yeah, let's do that. <clears throat> All right. Well, um, let's group think this, Kev. Do you want to go Tyreek or Jalen Waddle? I kind of lean Waddle. Which it's, I'll, I'll, I'll give you final say here, man. Tyreek or Waddle? Well, let me ask this: Are we wanting to do a run back option on this? No, I don't. I don't want any Raiders. To hell with it. Unless you wanted to put Michael Mayer into this, but I, 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 I kind of lean. We just single stack two and we move on. If we're going to single stack him, I would go. I would go Tyreek. I think he has the highest light, higher likelihood of just going nuclear. Okay. I mean, well, put it this way: Do you want to play Adams? Where was Adams going to be one of your guys? Because I, if if you want to run it back with Adams, then then I say we we take the savings and we play Waddle. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, if, if we're gonna do that, yeah, I would... it. like let's let's just do that. I'll I'll all right. I'll, I'm on Waddle, and then we're gonna plug in Adams. Yeah. All right, let's do that. I'm down with it. All right. So um. So what what's it to is that to you to me? I don't know. Kind of lost count. Uh, should be you. Uh, let's make this easy. Trey McBride. I, that's who I was gonna go with. So love it. We got 4,400 left for two spots. Well, not unless we. I, I know who I want. If I can step on you um, here for a second, yeah, go ahead. Let's get some salary, baby. Let's go Darius Slayton because we we'll get the we we'll get the mini with Brian Robinson too, and that leaves us fifty six hundred for the last spot. You cool with that? Yeah, I'm. So, oh man, 
Are you re are you reconsidering Adams? What what's the problem here? Well, you you, you upset? Well, I was thinking I was like, well, maybe we could get like a mini stack here of McBride and then mm -hmm. a, a Texans wide receiver, but both of them are. I mean, you could do Schultz and McBride, but we could do that. Is there a cheaper... I'm not. A, I'm not against that. What we, we did do? talk about we did talk about double tight end. Or, since we don't care, hmm. let's just all right. So this, the, we can do this. We can just play the Packers defense. I really don't care. Uh, then we could get Tank Dell in there at fifty nine hundred dollars. Oh, my with man, Ride Slayton, Adams, Waddle, Brian Robinson, Jerome Ford. Heck yeah, let's do that. Let's go. So let me get McBride in, and then what's the last spot? Tank, you said. Yep. And then just play the Packers D. Oh, that's sexy. Oh, that's really sexy. I love it. Ah. Oh. I love, yeah, I love this lineup. I love this. We got the pivot off of the chalky as hell, the most popular play of the slate in Devin Singletary. We got the two stack we talked about. We got a mini with Brian Robinson. We're 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 tossing in our shekels into the Tommy DeVito camp. Oh dear lord, help us! But then we got the mini stack from the high total game. Yeah, baby. Like I'm, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this lineup. All right, lock that in. No money remaining. So yeah, Tua, Ford, Brian Robinson, Waddle, Devontae, Slayton, the, the Slate Breaker, Slayton. Uh, hey, he's, trade. He, he's done trade it before. I take Dell and Packers. D wraps up this lineup. No money on the table. I do like that lineup. I think that this is a is nice lineup, dude. This is like this is a. I, I I might have to like toss this into the Millie Maker or some shit. Like this, I love this lineup. I really do. So, all right. Well, with that being said, I think uh, that'll wrap us up, you know. Um, surprising, only an hour and nine Damn, we didn't go three hours? Okay, that's fine. We can make it up on Thanksgiving. Oh, for sure. We're going to make it up on Thanksgiving. Display. We're going an hour a game, okay? Hour a game. It happens every single time. I will never <laughs> quite understand how it happens. It's, it's because it's you, me, and Ryan. And I feel like at the same time, Maddie's just kind of left like looking around the room like, and when these guys go and shut up, I want to go to bed, man. <laughs> happens every single every year. Time, <laughs> I mean, I, people think we're bullshitting here, but I'm serious. We're probably going to go three hours for a four-gamer slate. Like, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I know. Oh, my God, dude. But It never fails. Dude, but that's... That's one of my favorite things. Like, that's one of the reasons, like, I, and, and no bullshit, Kev. Um, that's one of my favorite things, dude. Like, when ever since I started playing DFS, like, the support that you, Maddie, and Ryan showed me for even the very beginning, like, coming on this show, and the fact that, fuck, man, how many years have we done that show? How many years have we done the Turkey Day show? Like, it's almost like, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's almost, to me, that's like getting to get, getting back together with the fam. That's like getting back together with the family and shooting the shit and all of us giving each other a hard damn time. Like that, that show is honestly, I look forward to that show every year. I really do. It's this has to be either year three or year four. It might be year four. I think it's year four mm -hmm. of doing it. I, I think, it, I think it's year four. I do. Yeah. So I remember yeah, so cause I mean, we could date ourselves. I remember us. I remember us yelling at each other about um, to play or not to play um, a, a Lions running back. I think it was LeGarrette Blunt, um, and what we were going to do with that entire like slate. That was like what was it? Uh, Kenny Galladay. That was back when Patricia was with the Lions. So it was 
wild times, man. I think like Blunt went for like what three touchdowns in that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, crazy, man, crazy. Yeah, it's always fun times. So hope everybody's joining us. Like I said, we'll do that Tuesday night, uh, right around this time. Well, we'll be earlier than that. So, but it is uh, one of my favorite. It's actually it's my favorite show of the year that we do. Even though same, uh, just it's a lot of fun, a lot of bullshit, a lot of making fun of each other. And uh, Ryan, who doesn't really only now, I guess, joins us for the Thanksgiving slate because uh, he's busy. He has a he just had a newborn, a new kid mm-hmm. uh, that just came and everything else. So he's much busier. So it's fun to get all the whole band back together. So it'll be a lot of fun. So we'll one time that. a year, we get to talk Fanduel on this show. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I, I can't talk <laughs> to you about Fanduel. But shout out to Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. He won what was it, thirteen or fifteen k last week, and I was like. Well, does that money even count? You played on FanDuel, Ryan. I don't know. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to translate that for me. I don't know what what that translates into to real money. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. But so yeah, I mean, you gotta give him credit. He beat one. Uh, took one yeah. down. Took it down uh, with Dak. He had a Dak double, by the way. Yeah. So, but it, it'll be it'll be good to talk to him. I haven't talked to him in a while. So, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So, anyways, we'll do that Tuesday night, and then we'll be back. Uh, so, anyways, keep it locked in here. Hope everybody has a good weekend. Win some money. D bro, happy you jump, were able to jump on here. Maddie's living. The, I mean, he is probably like I don't know what he's doing right now. He might be passed out on the floor somewhere. Uh, yeah, he said he was going to a casino. Like, who knows what could have happened down there? Uh, oh, down in Miami. You know, there it's probably some hangover type of situation. He's going to wake up tomorrow. He's going to be naked on the roof in a bathtub or some shit. Like, which shout, shout out to Maddie DFS, my boy, our boy, Run Pure, baby. Get 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 all that get all that cash at the beach, baby. Let's go. Yeah, it'd be fantastic being down in Miami right now for that. So, anyways, let's go ahead and get out of here. I hope everyone's a good week. Let's put some money. We'll see you again very shortly next week for the Thanksgiving slate breakdown that is just lock it in. You're going to need all kinds of things, probably some uppers and some downers because it'll be a three-plus Put yourself a diaper on. We're going to be here for three hours, baby. Yeah. Make sure you bring a lot of liquids. So, anyways, (laughs) we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Tell me what to do. Who you're talking to? Well, you better get used to the way the war bounces. I see what you got, inventions and ounces. But that's a break, boy. Yeah, that's a break, little man. Break it down. You're a big man. <laughs> I'll treat you like you're a little man. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.